Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by. For today's episode, self-selecting a disadvantage and ask me questions if I was confusing. Some people don't like who Tom Ricketts contributes his money to financially. I'm not a huge fan, at least anymore, of contributing to too much of any political candidate, especially at a national level. But it's his money. He can spend it however he wants. You don't know me a damn thing. Some people don't like that Tom Ricketts considered buying a large stake in the Chelsea Football Club. See my previous comment. If he wants to buy Chelsea's football club, fine, whatever. Maybe he wants to play in a league that doesn't have a competitive balance tax. Huh? I don't know. Uh, sounds like that's out the window. Um, but it, where a person wishes to spend his money, I'm pretty much, uh, you know... It, there are things I spend my money on that people say, why the hell are you spending your money on that? I spend it on what I want and I don't spend it on what I don't want to spend it on. It's my money. And when it's Tom Ricketts' money, he can spend it where he wants. Some people don't like that he is not up to a certain financial marker this season or last season or some other season or some future season. I think you know what my stance on that is. He can spend whatever he wants. Much of the spending, I saw somebody talking about the Pirates somewhat recently. I can't remember if I mentioned it in the podcast or not. The Pirates, how much they're spending on their payroll is incredibly tightly interwoven, apparently, with Ticket sales. Somebody's commenting on the Pirates and ticket sales based on the ticket sales and what the Pirates are spending on their payroll. They are so tightly interwoven, apparently, according to this person's tweet, and I don't remember where the tweet was, who made the tweet, once the Pirates start getting included their... TV deal, radio deal, money received from the league for any of a various number of different reasons. The Pirates make money every year because their payroll is tied tightly to ticket sales. I really think that's what Tom Ricketts is doing. And that's not really popular with a lot of people. Because a lot of people think that Tom Ricketts owes them something. 
I don't know if that's a federal, state, or local mandate, but the way I look at it, Tom Ricketts owes me nothing. Tom Ricketts owes me nothing, not a darn thing. And it sounds like if there are limited ticket sales, then there will be limited spending on payroll. If there are humongous ticket sales, then there will be humongous uh, spending on payroll. I have no real problem with that. Really, I don't. A lot That puts me in my own category pretty much. But what someone else decides they want to spend their money on, if somebody decides they want to spend their money on a Porsche or a starting right fielder or a English Premier League team or a Learjet, fine, cool. I don't really care what you spend your money on. I don't care what Tom Rickett spends his money on. I want his team to be in a situation where they are taking full and complete advantage of every single available trick that can be turned regarding the rules. And as of right now, I question that. Right now, as of now, I question that. I think the Cubs are intentionally putting themselves at a competitive disadvantage. Competitive disadvantage. And we're about to see if that's real. We're about to see if that's real. And that's where the rest of this podcast goes today. As you well know, Major League Baseball teams have not only a 28, but a 40-man roster. 28 and a 40. The 28-man roster is guys who can play today, tomorrow, the next day. And the 40-man roster is the larger pool of players who can easily, without much repercussion, get added to the roster or be used in a game, either or, combined. So you have a player like, I will use Greg Dykeman. He's on the 40-man roster. He's not on the 28-man roster. But if the Cubs were to decide, maybe there's a doubleheader, we're going to call up Greg Dykeman for the day. That's completely legitimate. Then if they want to sign back down the next day, uh, that's completely legitimate too. There are some players you can do that with. There are some players you can't do that with. But the 28 and the 40-man roster both hold a specific logic, specific use, specific need. Um, And the Cubs today are going to add Mark Leiter Jr. to their 28 and 40-man roster. And Leiter will serve as the Cubs' starter in the game in Colorado today. Presumably... He will stick around the roster, rotation, all that kind of stuff for a while, at least, as the Cubs sort through the injury to the lefty, Wade Miley. As long as Wade Miley is injured, the Cubs will need 
another starting pitcher. And it looks like that another starting pitcher will probably be Mark Leiter Jr. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. One of the things that the Cubs have been doing well recently is going out and signing a boatload of pitchers to non-roster invitee contracts, minor league contracts in the offseason. And a lot of people who aren't familiar with the players who are getting signed say, who's he? And I say, oh, bring him on. Let's see how good he is. Give him some chances in spring training and ship him off to Des Moines. See how he does. Mark Leiter made a four-inning start for the I-Cubs. Gave up a run, no walks, seven strikeouts, something like that. Decent enough outing. Um... And with Wade Miley unavailable to go, Mark Leiter as the fifth starter, fine with it. Completely good with it. Now, the question is, with the 40-man roster full, something's got to happen. Somebody's got to go. Somebody has to go from the 28-man roster and from the 40-man roster. And the question is, Who's it going to be? And it's going to be today. It's going to be today. And there are a number of different options for who the Cubs could go with. I'm not going with a full out here. I'm going with a full out on Bleed Cubby Blue at about 11 o'clock on Saturday. So you can look it up there. My two leading candidates in the clubhouse are... Uh, Michael Hermosillo and Jesse Chavez. I, I think it's probably going to be one of those two, but it, it could be a situation where the Cubs decide to go some other way, you know, possibly a trade, possibly designating for assignment someone else. But Jesse Chavez or Michael Hermosillo getting designated for assignment today, neither one of them would, neither one of those two would surprise me even remotely. There is, however, another way the Cubs could possibly gain a potential advantage. It wouldn't be applicable entirely for right now because for right now, the Cubs will need to create both a 28 and a 40-man roster spot. A 28 and a 40. So if you're going to create a 28 and a 40-man roster spot all in one fell swoop, the easiest way would be to designate for assignment someone on the 28-man roster right now. DFA, one of those two, or someone else. And add Mark Leiter Jr. to the roster. Everything's good. Everything's KO. However, the Cubs are currently effectively running with not so much a 40-man roster, but at the very best, a 39-man roster, and possibly a 38-man roster. I say a 39-man roster because Miguel Amaya, a prospect who is not going to be playing in Major League Baseball this year, and is apparently not going to be playing in Minor League Baseball this year, at least not for a long time, because he's recovering from Tommy John surgery. Miguel Amaya is on the AA 
Tennessee Smokies roster. And at some point, if he hasn't already been, will get put on the Tennessee Smokies 60-day injured list. What that will do is create an additional spot for the Cubs in their minor league pipeline. But it would not create a roster spot on the 40-man roster as long as he is in on the minor league injured list. If he's called up to the major league roster and put on the major league 60-day injured list, then the Cubs get back a major league 40-man roster spot, which would, in the case of the Mark Leiter Jr. situation, put the Cubs halfway there. They could put Amaya on the 60-day injured list, add Leiter to the roster, and send down to the minor leagues, for instance... Rafael Ortega. And then no muss, no fuss. The Cubs have accomplished their goal. 40-man roster spot added. 28-man roster spot added. Lighter comes in, takes the 48, uh, the 40-man roster spot, the 28-man roster spot, and no talent is surrendered at all whatsoever. However, if the Cubs decide not to add Miguel Amaya to the major, major League 40-man roster and the Major League 60-day injured list, he's already on the 40-man roster. The question is, are they going to add him to the Major League 60-day injured list? The upside of that is adding the extra roster spot. The downside of that is he would get paid as a major league player. If the Cubs are deciding, Miguel Amaya will remain in minor leagues on the minor league 60-day injured list, but not the major league 60-day injured list. The Cubs are effectively playing with a 39-man, 40-man roster. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. I disagree with tying your hands behind your back like that. However, it is Tom Ricketts' money. Tom Ricketts decides he doesn't want to do that. I disagree with him. And I'm on record as disagreeing with him. But there you go. Yesterday, Friday, not only did the news of Keegan Thompson getting his suspension reduced to two games break not only did mark leiter jr to be added to the 40-man roster and the 28-man roster on saturday break but also the news broke that iowa cubs triple a iowa cubs reliever manny rodriguez is going on the injured list with Forearm concerns. Forearm concerns with a relief pitcher for me sends off bells 
of, that sounds serious. That sounds very serious. Forearm concerns, that is oftentimes a precursor to Tommy John surgery. Not saying it will happen. I'm speculating here, but I encourage informed speculation. There's enough times that forearm concern leads to Tommy John surgery that it's completely legitimate to say, if I hear forearm concerns, I'm thinking Tommy John surgery. Doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen, but Rodriguez could be out for a lengthy period of time. Now, Manny Rodriguez, like Miguel Amaya, is on the Major League 40-man roster. Miguel Amaya, or Manny Rodriguez, like Miguel Amaya, is on the minor league roster right now. So the Cubs could leave him on the Iowa roster, pay him Iowa rates, not Chicago rates, and save some money if Manny Rodriguez is going to have an extended stay on the injured list. Or the Cubs could call Manny Rodriguez up to the major leagues, promptly put him on the 60-day uh, injured list, and save the roster spot. Call Manny Rodriguez up to the major leagues today, 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 today. Add Mark Leiter Jr. to the major league roster today, 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 today. Place Manny Rodriguez on the major league 60-day injured list today, 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 today. And the Cubs have recycled a 40-man roster spot. Then again, they can send down Rafael Ortega. I mean, they can send down um, Alfonso Rivas to Iowa. Add Mark Leiter. And no talent is lost. See how that is done? No talent is lost. However, if the Cubs aren't going to do that with Rodriguez, with Amaya, and if Rodriguez is going to be out for an extended period of time, the Cubs really aren't dealing with a 40-man roster. I've already said that. They're dealing with a 39-man roster because they're not including Miguel Amaya on the major league um, injured list. The Cubs have two minor league players who are injured for an extended period of time that they're leaving on the major league roster, or that they're, uh, they're leaving on the 40-man roster, even though they're not going to be contributing for a while. The Cubs are now down to a 38-man 40-man roster, which means they only have 10 spare pieces to deal with. They are tying their hands behind their back by their own choice. Today, the Cubs are going to make a roster move. 
Today we're going to see if being competitive is more important than wealth retention. We're going to see that clear and simple. Tom Ricketts can spend his money wherever he wants. If he's going to spend his money in a fashion or prevent Jed Hoyer from spending Tom Ricketts' money in a fashion, that it, if Jed Hoyer is going to be prevented from placing Miguel Amaya or Manny Rodriguez on the major league roster. For wealth retention reasons. And put the Cubs at a competitive disadvantage with the other 29 teams in Major League Baseball. Because Tom Ricketts doesn't want to pay Miguel Amaya or Manny Rodriguez Major League money while they recover from injury. That's his choice. He can spend his money. He can send his money money to whatever financial candidate he wants. He can look into whatever um, football team he wants to buy. As soon as he starts preventing the Cubs from totally competing at a full and natural level. That's where I draw the line. Having a 40-man roster is a valid part of a major league organization. Using that 40-man roster to the fullest extent possible is a part of running a major league organization. If Tom Ricketts is telling Jed Hoyer you are not allowed to put Miguel Amaya on the Major League 60-day injured list because I don't want to spend the money. If he's potentially, possibly, maybe, if you liked, telling him the same thing regarding Manny Rodriguez, possibly, speculatively, and we'll find that out today. If the Cubs decide to designate for assignment, now here's your, here's your takeaway piece. I, I, I don't need a response. I don't need a response, but this is your takeaway piece. Think about this. Think about this while you're having your uh, while you're having your dinner today. Whatever. If the Cubs decide today, it's more important to designate for assignment. Michael Hermosillo, then call up a long-term injured minor league player to the major league roster and recycle his 40-man roster spot. You have the two options. Designate Michael Hermosillo or Jesse Chavez. That's one option. The other option is call up someone from the minor leagues and put them on the 60-day injured list. 
One option surrenders talent. One option surrenders money. Which option is Tom Ricketts going to tell Jed Hoyer? Is Tom Ricketts going to tell Jed Hoyer surrender talent or surrender my money? Really? That's what boils to. Which is more important, compete or save my money? That's what it boils to, folks. And when's the game today? Is the game tonight? This afternoon? I don't, I, I don't know when the game is today. At some point today, we're going to know. At some point today, we are going to know, is it more important for Jed Hoyer to have his team compete? Or is it more important for Jed Hoyer... Uh, is it more important for Tom Ricketts to have Jed Hoyer compete? Or is it more important for Tom Ricketts to have Jed Hoyer save Tom Ricketts money? We're going to find that out today. If we hear Michael Hermosillo or Jesse Chavez has been designated for assignment, it's more important for Tom Ricketts to have Jed Hoyer save his money than to compete. When there's a 48-man roster, uh, when there's a 40-man roster in baseball, 48-man roster in Major League Baseball, that is a limiting factor. You can't have 47, 48, 49, 42 guys on your 40-man roster. You can have a maximum of 40 with the inclusion of a few caveats. If a team decides, nah, 40, that, that, that's too many. We, we only need 38. We only need 39. That is intentionally limiting effectiveness. It's not a good idea. It's not something a team should be aggressively aiming for. Sometime today, this morning, this afternoon, we are going to find out if Jed Hoyer is being allowed to fully compete, or if he's being told, don't compete, and not even, not even for 2022, not even for 2022, because while the 40-man roster is important for the 2022 season, if the Cubs decide 2022 is really not all that important, but for the sake of 2023, 2024, and 2025, by all means, use all 40-man roster spots. Whether you're a, the Cubs must do everything they can to compete in 2022, or if you are of the mindset of, yeah, give it a go in 2022. Try to win every game. Try to do what you're supposed to. But really, don't make, don't make trades to surrender the future for now. Either way, either way, either way. 
using the entire 40-man roster, using all 40-man roster spots, is a way to compete, whether you're talking about 2022 or 2023 or 2024 or 2025. At some point today, we are going to find out if Cubs owner Tom Ricketts is more interested in allowing his general manager to do anything possible to win or if he's more interested in wealth retention. He won't have to send out a press release. He really won't have to send out a press release. If the press release is the Cubs designate for assignment, insert player here, Tom Ricketts is more interested in wealth retention than allowing Jed Hoyer to compete fully. If a player is called up from the minor leagues, placed on the major league 60-day injured list, then somebody is sent down to Iowa, then Jed Hoyer is being allowed to compete fully. We'll find out. We'll, We'll find out at some point today. Which is it? Got me. If I were to gamble my own money on it, which I'm not about to do, I won't even gamble a delivery pizza on this one. My expectation would be Jesse Chavez or Michael Hermosillo getting designated for assignment. Why? Because I think Tom Ricketts is more interested in wealth retention than letting Jed Hoyer compete. Which kind of sucks. But there you go. Thanks for stopping by.